For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Sugar Shack on the rejoins today, of course. For people who treat music like it's a religion, you and me, John, it's almost like going to church down at Sugar Shack. Would it be wrong to say that feels like an understatement? (laughs) That is true. That doesn't seem fair to... I mean, I've never had as good of a time at church, at least. Foghorn whistle blows. I encourage everybody out there just to go check out the Sugar Shack Music channel on YouTube. You'll find a band that you like. If you're not into reggae, you'll find something you enjoy. And if you got some extra shekels, buy some of their merchandise. They could easily make a ton of money by partnering up with some businesses and corporations and whatnot. But Eddie seems to be very protective of the brand. And I will tell you... The dude deserves to make a killing doing what he does. He cares about the music. Mike, who's this? Mike Pinto? Yeah. This is good. If you're on hold, you can either hang on. Oh, we got Everett on the line. You want to see what he wants? Sure. Hey, Everett, what's up, buddy? What's going on? I was going to do that pizza review, but I can call back after his joints. Would you? Because I don't want to give you short shrift. I just, uh, you know, I want to get to the pizza review. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, you know, we love talking no to you. Thanks, buddy. No problem. I'll give you guys a call back. Appreciate it. You're that. the man. I could have told him that off the air. John's Joints, where John reads news stories over some lullaby versions of popular songs. Roll them up with root beer flavored wrapping papers, John, and pass them around. John's Joints today being brought to you by Chassis. We talk so often about the men out there who have hot jobs, and chafing is a thing that men experience. I have had unbelievable pain on my inner thighs on some of my hardest working days, whether it is a day at the beach or a day when you're working hard, chafing 
is a real thing, mm. and chassis is changing the game. The product that stands far beyond any of the others. I've been sampling them all, whether it's the Ice Max powder, premium powder. They've got a restoration cream, Drew. So I don't, I don't know if you've ever, you've got, I mean, my thighs are thick. So I would imagine my worst chafing day is worse than your worst chafing day. I would say your best chafing day is better, is worse Thank than my you. worst chafing so day. So they've got this restoration cream, which you can put on to start the day. Or if you just had the worst chafe in your life and you feel like your inner thighs are on fire, you can use the restoration cream. You can get all of their products at chassisformen.com. It's C-H-A-S-S-I-S for men. Dot com. You're going to be hearing a lot more about their products from me. We want to get the hot jobbers, the chassis product, and you will be living chafe free. The undercarriage will be fresh, clean. Smells delightful as well. I have a thought. Uh, when people call it hot jobs, that's an organic mention for, for yeah. chassis. So, yeah. we, you know, when you guys call and you say hot job, that means you're outdoors, you're humping it, like roofing, agriculture, whatever. Uh, we're, we've got a solution for your hot jobs. It, it, and it really is. I've used the product for the last few weeks, and it is... Because, you know, I'm, I sit a lot now, so I'm not grinding the thighs like I used to be. But there's just something about a fresh, dry feeling undercarriage that could bring any man an extreme amount of joy. Thank you, Chassie. Appreciate you. So we talk about smokers. I think you've it's pretty well known where our stance is on cigarettes as a whole. We're not the biggest fans, but I think adults have the right to smoke whatever the hell they want to smoke. Well, maybe not for much longer. The Biden administration is expected to announce this week its intention to, wait for it, ban menthol cigarettes. Two people familiar with the plan have told CBS News the proposed ban on mint-flavored cigarettes is likely to be announced on Thursday, according to an administration official, which is the day the Food and Drug Administration was ordered by a court to respond to a 2013 citizen petition advocating the ban. Public health organizations like the American Metal Association favor the move to ban menthols because of data showing these cigarettes disproportionately impact the health of racial minorities and young people. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew I know cigarettes are bad. I just didn't know that menthol cigarettes were statistically data proven to be that much worse for people, specifically minorities and young people. And I think they used them to target inner city communities. Like, they made them more appealing there for what, some reason. What's the thought there? Just like, oh, if you don't like cigarettes, maybe you'll like this mint-flavored one. I mean, it just seems that Menthol doesn't seem sexy enough to make a non-smoker want to smoke. That's all I'm saying. In, a to- in total, approximately 20 million Americans smoke menthols, according to the FDA. Advocates of the ban told CBS News the decision about to uh, whether to move ahead with the ban was ultimately on President Biden's shoulders. And he's uh, going to make the call on Thursday. I see that pissing off a lot of people. I agree. Like, like aren't adults informed enough to know that smoking is bad for them and they're making a a choice this one is really it's hard for me to wrap my head around because we don't i don't like the smell of cigarettes and i don't support it in general but to think that you can tell an adult what they can and can't put in their body uh seems like a reach for me other discussions that are going on is whether or not to on a federal level to lower the amount of nicotine allowed in cigarettes so it's kind of interesting that, that that biden has come for the cigs I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. As a libertarian-leaning person, I, you know, I think you should be able to legally put things in your body that are bad for you if you want to. Yeah. I think you should be able to put anything in your body. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have reportedly reached a one-year deal with wide receiver Antonio Ugh. 
Brown. I really thought that the Antonio Brown saga in Tampa was over. And and I don't we'll probably never know if the fact that he settled out of court with the uh, sexual assault accuser led uh, to him being signed. But the deal is worth up to six point two five million dollars with three point one million fully guaranteed. Mm. Man, I I don't think we touched you know touched on this. Did you see? So Gabbert, Mike Evans, and Brady were all together at the UFC fight on Saturday night. Oh no! Yeah, so they were all sitting together. They looked very cozy. Antonio Brown not sitting with the boys, sitting with Jake Paul. I just felt that was that that was the perfect. And I heard That's they were a doing perfect match. That is like the embodiment of how I view Antonio Brown. He you didn't want to game, game recognized game. Yeah, douche recognized douche. It, exactly. It's just out of all the people you could be sitting with outside of your teammates for it to be Jake Paul. I just felt that. That made it sting a little bit more. Double douche. Uh, the wide receiver joined the Buccaneers in the middle of the 2020 season, stepping onto the field for the first time since working out with the Saints in 2019. Brown caught three passes for 31 yards. He finished the regular season with 45 catches for 483 yards and four touchdowns. He also recorded eight catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns in three games in the postseason. I realize he had a good a good effect on the game, uh, especially in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, but to be rid of him, I would I would be at peace with that. Yeah, me too. But hey, a year of no meltdowns last year, let's look for another one this year. That's uh, this is we can get 2 years Woo! of uh, drama-free AB. We really have to start looking at Tom Brady being a, a god amongst men. Uh, as though we already don't. Right. I mean, he is he's a healer of man. I mean, he can he can take a broken human being, piece them together and at least make them somewhat palatable. Brady has a better chance of playing into his 70s than the Buccaneers do of managing another year of Antonio Brown without a meltdown. Now, I realize today I have I may or may not have uh, advocated for a cocaine uh, fueled kindergarten teacher. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm advocating for people who are making terrible decisions. But I do wonder what is the what is the burden on a fast food worker? I mean, it is I don't think I'm. letting any secrets out when I say people drink and then they go get fast food. And not that I encourage anybody to drink and drive, no. but when do the fast food workers say I've got to take the law into my own hands? I've got to not just be here to give this man his whopper. I need to save a life or I need to interject. Just give me my whopper. Don't call the copper. Well, workers at a Burger King in Montana jumped into action when they realized a drive through customer was acting bizarrely. The quick-thinking staff figured out a way to keep the driver from leaving the scene until authorities could arrive and investigate. The incident happened at Burger King near Missoula County over the weekend, and according to the outlet, a car pulled into the drive through of the restaurant around 3 p.m. I, I think that you probably have a different expectation on the employees at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Like if you're running the, the drive through a Burger King at 2 a.m., you know what you're in for. Right. You come through sloppy in the middle of the day. You're taking <laughs> your life into your own hands. That's true. Uh, restaurant workers said they noticed the driver of the car drinking from a bottle and acting really sloppy after he ordered his food. The staff asked the car to pull around and wait for the food to be prepared. So that's they didn't just call the cops. They told him his food was being prepared, which was a lie so that he would go sit and wait for it while they called the cops who eventually came and took him away. It's a clever ruse. I mean, it is, but I mean, are, is it above board is what you're I, asking? I don't know if it's above board. It's just, I guess they probably did the right thing, right? 
Um, yeah, they got a drunk driver. I mean, I mean, well, and that's the thing. It's if you see that guy's face on the news tomorrow, yeah. uh, drunken driver with Whopper in his lap kills family of four. Yeah. You're probably going to feel pretty bad that you didn't lie to him and keep him there. It's true. <laughs> you were right. Thank you. When it comes to the streaker that that took to the field at Raymond James during the Super Bowl. I remember when we discussed it before, and I was arguing and saying, this guy is going to get off with nothing. Well, one Tampa judge is trying to make it so that he doesn't because the judge rejected a proposed plea deal for two men accused of running out of the field during the final quarter of, of the Super Bowl in February. Louis Cartea, an attorney for Yuri Andrade and Douglas Schaefer, told the Hillsborough County Circuit judge during a video conference hearing that they had reached a planned agreement with prosecutors to plead guilty to misdemeanor trespassing charges at Tampa's Raymond James Stadium. In exchange, the men would serve six months of probation, complete 25 community service hours, pay off court costs, and write a letter of apology to the National Football League. That's, what the hell does a letter do? Like, who's even reading your letter? You no. think Roger Goodell's going to sit down and go, I really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. No. But... Judge Jack Gutman said that was unacceptable and rescheduled the case for next month. He went on to say, I am familiar with these cases, as is most of the world. I'm not prejudging the case. However, I look at the probable cause on every case. They can have a trial. But the way I view this situation, I saw the video. They exposed multiple individuals to injury that had to chase Mr. Andrade and had to dive and had to tackle him. It was a dangerous situation. Yeah. I mean, one of those cops plants wrong, blows out an ACL, has to take time off work. Eh. It, it's un, Is it unlikely? I don't know, but it's a possibility, and that's why the judge is weighing that. Eh. I, I, I love what the judge is doing here. These knuckleheads did not all of a sudden decide to do it. They put a lot of planning into this that, idiotic move. That is the thing. If you'll remember hearing the details of what went down, the guy had so many things that he prepared for. He had the bail money in his pocket. He had. A, he also took a handful of melatonin and drank a bunch of beer right before he did it because he knew that he'd be able to sleep his way through, uh, you know, through jail. They looked at maps of the field all day long. They had another guy go down as a decoy. So you are right in, in the fact that it was... Um, very, very well planned. Very well. I mean, they did it. So it was very well planned. And executed. And maybe uh, maybe they should. But he also, I don't think he lost out on all of his money. Because he remember, he bet, one of the guys bet a bunch of money on a prop bet that there would be a streaker. And some of the websites said, hey, you know, what you did goes against our, you know, code because, or our agreement because you were placing a bet on something that you were directly involved in. So, yeah. I think he don't, didn't lose all of his money, but he definitely lost a bit of it. Good. So have you been following at all the uh, the letter that uh, LeBron, that was written to LeBron James by a police officer? Casually. Give me more information. Okay, so I've, I've Dion Joseph, he's an LAPD police officer, and he wrote an open letter. I don't know. Is it an open letter if it's only to one person? Well, yeah, but it's open, meaning that he... A- anybody can read it? Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it's an open letter to one person or not. So he wrote a letter to LeBron James oh. because uh, LeBron James, you might remember, last week had the uh, the tweet that got him in a bit of hot water mm. uh, when he took a screenshot or a picture of the uh, the guy who pulled the trigger uh, in the Micaiah Bryant incident up in up in Columbus, uh, where the woman had the knife and and it says "You're next" with a hourglass emoji hashtag accountability. So this police officer with the LAPD writes a letter to LeBron James, and I'll just 
give you a little bit of it. Uh, you are tired of black folks dying. So am I. He's an African-American gentleman, by the okay. way. You are tired of black folks dying. So am I. You hate racism and police brutality. So do I. But you cannot paint 800,000 men and women who are of all races, face, sexual orientations, and are also mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, preachers, coaches, and community members, and just and just human with such a broad and destructive brush. So at this point, the police officer and everybody is believing that LeBron is just is just blowing him off. That's that's kind of the mm. so he's now taking uh, to different outlets to speak. Uh, and and this is an interview that he did last night. The police officer kind of talking to uh, LeBron. All right, everybody's hurting right now. Uh, and not only is everybody hurting, people are also being gaslit. They're also being put together, and everybody's in their own silo or their tribe. And when we begin to tribalize, bad things start to happen. Uh, and uh, it's just really unfortunate. So uh, I just really wanted to just hopefully show that two men from different ends of the spectrum uh, can sit down. And actually, we probably want the same thing. We want to save lives. But there's ways to do it without creating or widening widening the chasm. I don't want to call him irrational because if I wasn't a police officer and all I saw 24-7 on social media and on the radio was that the police are out to get black people, police hate people of color, and they're repeating that over and over and over again, I'd probably feel the same way. So I was LeBron James before I became a police officer. So I want uh, the anger towards him uh, to stop. I mean, the guy's got a pretty good message, and I think for if sure. you just threw all of the words there, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that we have to find a way to talk to people that we disagree with. Now, some things are bigger than disagreements. Uh, when, when people just have insane amounts of hate in their heart, you're never going to break through that, I don't think. But at the same time, the person who shares a different opinion than you can't be your enemy. Like no. They've got to be another human that that you seek to find common ground with. And, and and that doesn't always feel right. But I think if we could do that more often, uh, we'd be in a better place than we are today. It's okay to say LeBron's heart might've been in a good place, but that he tweeted out something recklessly ignorant and irresponsible. And this cop, took down someone who was about to stab another person and possibly kill her. Well, and, 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 you know, this guy impressed me in so many ways, specifically by saying, I understand, you know, I, and I really believe him when he says it, I understand why you feel the way that you do and, and all the things that you hate, I hate too. Let's talk about a way that we could come together and find a little common ground. If, if more people just yearned to try to understand the person they disagree with, then we could all get on the same page a little more often. I, I would yeah. hope. Yep, man, I love a good. Uh, anytime a, a a woman is trying to offer things to the police to help uh, her cause, I find it very interesting. Oh. And this one has got all of the bells and whistles, and it's super local. Okay. Af after offering random citizens lap dances, a tipsy Florida woman asked police if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk and threatened to assault paramedics as they came near her, according to the arrest report. Uh, cops responding to a disturbance call Saturday evening encountered Olivia Taylor Washek, she's 28, on the sidewalk outside of a bar in downtown St. Pete. Taylor, cops say, had been stumbling on the sidewalk and attempting to give random citizens lap dances 
outside of a business. Now, I will say, just so that everybody has the picture painted, this chick is super hot. Yeah. I mean, she is, you know, that is... 100%. That just needs to be said. The, the arrest paperwork does not indicate whether any lap dances were actually performed. Uh, Taylor was highly intoxicated and stumbling, prompting officers to call for a fire and rescue team. However, Taylor was not evaluated due to threatening to punch the paramedics if they touched her. After police reportedly gave Taylor Washek multiple chances to call someone for assistance and getting her to a nearby apartment or accept their offer to walk her home, she continued to yell profanities at cops and bystanders. Uh, she also asked multiple officers if they would like to bang on the sidewalk. So she was just going up to random people saying, Do you want that there? Yeah. That's kind of hot. I mean, depending on where you are and what the vibe is, I mean, I can see it going awry in a couple different ways. Most likely, if you tried to give a man a lap dance and his woman was right there, I mean, as far as truly going sideways, but it feels fairly like a like a victimless crime. If you say no, I will say this lady solicited more people for lap dances than any dancer that we saw last night at Vixen's. Oh, yeah? Were yeah. they just... Uh, they were didn't they... seem very motivated or, or, uh, or into it. I wonder what that is. Is it just was it busy? Uh yeah, yeah, it was a Tuesday night, real busy and uh and just they didn't seem very motivated to they had a champagne room. Did you get any dances? No, I would have too. There were there were super hot girls there, but not very motivated. Hmm. That's all. That always in, that always intrigues me. Like what's going on? Like yeah, what are what, what are we here to do? I don't know. Like, like like you don't make money if you don't hustle. Why wouldn't you hustle? Hell, they called the movie with JLo Hustlers. Hustle ladies. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's a, it's, 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 it's a passion. I understand the passion. Thank you. So Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports, he is known for the pizza review. It, it is funny how all the things he does, he constantly says the thing he is most recognized for. He owns Barstool. He's got his fingers and everything. But so many people just know him as the pizza guy. And he is changing the game for a bunch of pizza shops that very well, some of them are probably in our listening audience. The creator of Barstool Sports and famed pizza reviewer visited at least four pizza restaurants in the Southwest Florida area this month. Uh, the internet celebrity famous for his online pizza reviews called the One Bite Challenge rates pizzas on a scale from 0 to 10 and four spots uh, from Naples, Bonita Springs, and Port Charlotte are experiencing major booms, some of them even struggling to keep up with the business that's directly attributed to the Barstool Review. So, first of all, it was Grandpa's Pizza in Bonita Springs, which yeah. we did not failure. We did not make it to. We failed. It was we didn't plan it out that well. We failed. Uh also, a 7-7, which is a very good score for Dave, Port Charlotte's Taglio Cucina and Pizzeria Romana on Peachland Boulevard. Uh also got a 7-7 and then 3 days later, he went to the Industry Pizza and Slice Shop on Pine Ridge Road in Naples, giving it a 7.7 as well. It is there seems to be a hot spot of pizza down here. I mean, he can hit New York all day and not be throwing out 7.8s and 7.7s. So if you're living in Southwest Florida and a pizza fan, you do have some uh, some pretty solid uh, pr- pretty solid uh, choices. So, yeah, here's I'm looking at a uh, last Thursday. They had to close. Taglio, Cucina, and Pizzeria, it, they had to close down because they ran out of supplies. Man. After, uh, and I've seen videos of this grandpa's, a sea of people just eating pizza in the parking lot because of the barstool rub. So... Anytime anybody can bring a bunch of business to to local restaurants, that's a good thing modern day. For sure. So uh, Seth Rogen is in the weed game, and uh, he's doing it. He's doing it all right, in my opinion. He's uh, they have different strains of weed and table lighters and and things around that. But he's also trying to educate people 
when it comes to marijuana. Uh, we've talked at length about edibles and how you <laughs> you could eat too much and not even know, or maybe you should eat a little and then wait. Well, he's taking that general theme when it comes to all cannabis consumption. Here is the new PSA uh, from Houseplant featuring Seth Rogen. It's pretty damn funny. I love this. It's like a, it's like an 80s style. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the know. music is yeah. so yeah. 80s. I'm Seth Rogen. Welcome back to Houseplant Presents. Today's lesson is understanding portion control. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't ingest cannabis frequently. Don't worry about me. Excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. I mean bathroom. Haha. <laughs> Whoops. You okay in there? Yeah. Did you have too much cannabis? No. What are you doing? Just going to the bathroom like a normal person. <laughs> Get it together, Celine. Get it together. They're not all looking at you. You've had too much cannabis. Get it together. God, you idiot. <laughs> Does this look familiar to you? In many ways, cannabis is unlike anything on the planet, full of mystery and plunder. In other ways, cannabis is exactly like a lot of things on the planet in that not everyone requires the same amount for it to work properly. If you don't ingest cannabis regularly or have not ingested cannabis in a while, you may prefer less cannabis than you'd think. So we have some advice. Start slow. Take one hit, and by hit we mean deep inhale of cannabis. Then get your phone or egg timer and set an alarm for 15 minutes. When your timer goes off, see how you feel. If you're not excruciatingly tired or having a panic attack, maybe have another hit. Or don't. (laughs) Is there something to be said? Like, this is done in a really funny way, but is there something to be said unless it's a true medical state where you maybe have a doctor guiding you, that things like this are probably really needed for people trying marijuana? Um, oh, man. Just, just remember, you can always eat less. I'm sorry. You can always eat more. You can't eat less. Well, and that's no, and not even talking about eating. Not. E- I mean, if you sat down and you don't smoke or you haven't smoked in a long time, you, know, you should probably you should probably take it slow. Very slow. Yeah. For some reason, Drew is not excited, even though it's his homeland and it is going to be the largest of its kind in the world. Florida residents are about to get a big bite of White Castle, the fast food chain's Orlando location, which will be the largest freestanding White Castle in the world, will open on Monday, May 3rd at at 8 a.m. Aside from being the largest White Castle, it will also be the fast food chain's first restaurant in Florida since the 1960s when it had four locations in Miami. When's the last time you had a White Castle? Do you have this, like, I feel like you have this vibe towards it, but I also feel like you haven't had it in a long time. I haven't had it in forever. I, I used to love it as a kid. I would go up to New York. We'd stop at one of the Bronx, and I loved it. Um, it's been, John, at least 35 years. See, I just think that, you know, you've you've grown in so many ways. You've changed in so many ways. I mean, earlier this week, imagine if you told Drew Garabo from five years ago that you'd be singing the praises of a deep dish pizza over a New York slice. You, would, you wouldn't have even believed your... You wouldn't have believed it. I'm open to growth. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, Crystal, uh, since I've been in the South so long, it's a better burger. Okay. But... That's, I mean, that's not right, but... I mean, and not to mention, there hasn't been one in Florida since the 1960s. So I mean, it's I mean, really, when you think about it, 
I just don't know the last time you had one. All right. I mean, next time I go over to Orlando. Well, I want to be there for it. I want to make a oh. special trip. We'll get a Crave case. Well, then let's uh, oh let's let's house a Crave case at the Dirty Head Summer Vacation Show. That's perfect. Thank you. What if we just got like a couple cases? We we're just rolling around with with. We'd be with very popular. Cases. People, we'd be we'd be very popular gentlemen. That seems like an understatement. <laughs> we'd be like the Robin Hoods of White Castle. Uh, and just briefly, real quick, yeah. uh, to wrap it up, uh, they're releasing thousands and thousands, if not millions, of genetically modified mosquitoes into uh, the air in Florida. And it's I'm very concerned. People seem pretty pissed about that, and I don't blame them one bit. So it's 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 supposedly to combat a disease spreading mm. species of of mosquito. Yeah. But I just don't see how putting more mosquitoes into the world is a is a is a good thing. And then what if those mosquitoes you think you figured it out, yeah. but then what if really the diseased mosquitoes start diseasing up the non-diseased mosquitoes and then you just have quadruple the amount of diseased mosquitoes? Do you think of that? I've seen many a horror movie that starts just like this. The project aims to have genetically modified male mosquitoes mate with non-modified females, which are the ones that bite. A so-called death mechanism would act to prevent any resulting female uh, offspring from surviving. So it sounds cool, and it sounds like it's all in, in good fun, but I don't trust it. Me either, John. And I'm all burnt up. Coming up next on Drew Garabo Live, Steve Harvey made some very uh, – I hate that I'm about to say Steve Harvey made some interesting comments. But Steve Harvey made some very interesting comments about men and women being friends. We're going to debate it next. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone.